Now, today is International Youth Day. However, millions of young people in South Africa are challenged by both unemployment and poverty. The ailing economy and the rising cost of living continues to be a major concern. Some, some experts are warning the country is at risk of becoming a failed state. The latest crime stats paint a grim picture. The backdrop is a continuing theme of corruption, enrolling blackouts, water shortages, a shaky healthcare system, well, and myriad other state failures. Others say system. this is the cost so, of corruption and negligent leadership. Reverend Kenneth Michaud is the founder and leader of the ACDP. After establishing the ACDP in 1993, he was elected to Parliament. Since then, he has been re-elected five times and is one of the longest-serving MPs in Parliament. His party integrates its Christian values into its policy offering, fighting to create a people-centered Christian democracy in which we can all thrive. I am thrilled to talk to him today about his plans to make this country unite and heal. Hello, Reverend Michelle. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. And how are you, Gabriel? I'm doing very well, thanks. So I want to start with a little bit of um, a bio about you. So where did you grow up? I was born and grew up in Pretoria. And when did your interest in politics start? Um, you know, I hated politics. Yeah. And for years I taught and preached that Christians should not be involved in politics because I saw many Christians who lost their good values mm. when they went into politics. And obviously I also heard a number of people say, if you want to be a good Christian, you can't be a politician because politicians are liars. Yeah. And that obviously had an influence on me, and I was uh, opposed to Christian involvement in politics. I think until sometime in 92, mm. when I started discovering in the Bible that Christians should be involved in politics. And my shifting, the shifting started mm. of my thinking. Yeah, so 92, that's when I started realizing that I should be involved in politics. And so what influence did your religious background have on your entry into politics? I discovered that when a person has a good relationship with God and observe the values that the scriptures talk about, then that person would become a good influence in society. Mm. And that is why when I started developing interest, um, I thought I might bring some light where there is darkness mm. in the political arena. I might make contributions that might make my country become a better country. And so why did you decide then to found the ACDP a hundred days before the first universal democratic elections in 1994? You know, when everybody started talking about uh, putting together a new constitution, a new foundation for a new South Africa, I said to myself, I want to contribute. Mm -hmm. Why would I allow other men and women to make decisions for me? I want to contribute. And because I was not involved in politics, I started asking questions. And I was told, you cannot contribute unless you're in politics. Mm. So there needs to be a vehicle that you use in order to have a voice uh, when this constitution is written. Okay. And I looked around at what existed and asked myself the question, who represents my views? And I could not find anyone, mm. any political party that represented my views. So I said, I. Let me find people of like mind and start something that will become a vehicle to use in order to have a say mm. in the constitution-making process. And that's what we did. And so you've mentioned your, your religious values. Um, and so I'm interested in kind of unpacking a little bit what role your 
religious values have on your political values? They have a lot to do. Mm. My religious values are influencing my political values. Mm. And uh, I'll give you two examples, maybe. Um, respect. Okay? Respect is a value that is taught in scriptures. Mm. And so I said, if I work with people I don't respect, if I lead and am surrounded by people who don't respect one another, how can we be peaceful if mm. we don't respect one another? There will be confrontation unnecessarily. There will be uh, maybe misunderstandings that will end up in something worse that mm. I do not want to see. So as I studied the with respect, I saw four levels where the value of respect is very important. Mm. And the first one is respect for God. Okay? Number two is respect for self. I cannot expect people to respect me mm. when I don't respect myself. Mm. And thirdly, respect for my neighbor. Uh, for me to deal with people respectfully, yeah. I have to respect them first. And fourthly, respect for property. Now, you are aware that in South Africa, many times, when workers are not happy because uh, buses are late, they touch them. Yeah. When trains are laid, they touch the coaches. Okay. In schools, when children are not happy with something the teacher, headmaster does, they burn the school down. You know. And I said, but this is counterproductive. Okay. Yeah. So we need to respect things that we know are going to help us. Mm. We need to respect our properties. We need to respect our neighbors' properties. And I realized this is one of the best values that are needed in South Africa. Unfortunately, South Africans, and when you listen to what many politicians are saying, they don't respect people. You even have politicians who don't respect voters. Mm -hmm. Okay? They go to voters and uh, they make promises, and after they vote for them, they forget them. They lie to them. Okay? Actually, on this one, one of the parties, there was a, a uh, I'm not sure that you mentioned his name, but in any way, it was EFF. There was a, a person there, a member there, who called himself a Christian. So one day I said to him, you make promises that are impossible to keep. Why do you make such promises? And you're a Christian. He said, but Rev, you know that if we don't lie to them, they won't vote for us. Now, that's that kind of thinking. If we don't lie to them, then they won't vote for us. So to get their vote, what must we do? Lie to them. Now, that's something that I cannot agree with, because I believe a promise you make is a promise you must keep. And we, we keep our promises, and we limit our promises to what we can do if we respect the voters. I respect their thinking. They are not fools. And I don't want to treat them like fools, because I respect them. So respect is desperately needed in South African politics. Mm. And to, to build on this then, um, what are the core values of the ACDP? Well, respect is number one. Okay. Number one could be love. Mm. Okay. okay. Love, love, love for, for people. Mm. I love people. Sometimes I'm questioned when I just I pick up children mm. when I meet them. Uh, every week without fail. Not only during elections. Mm. You know, many politicians during elections say, they go for kids. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I love people. And um, because I love people, I greet them. I stop and talk to them when I'm not in a hurry. Mm. But I always make time to interact with people to an extent that sometimes they would ask me a question, but what kind of politician you seem to be interested in us? I love them. I love them. And I believe if we love people, we'll serve them better. That's why, as a Christian, I know it behoves on me to love those I want to serve. Yeah. If I don't love them, I won't care what they go through. Exactly. Okay? If yeah. I don't love them. So it's love, it's respect, and uh, it's humility. Okay? Mm. There's a lot of arrogance among politicians. Mm. Uh, we want to 
walk with humility before people. Obviously, humility is not weakness. Sometimes people think if you are humble, then you are weak. No, 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 no. If you are strong, then you are arrogant, you are pushy and all that. No, 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 no. You can be humble and yet be strong enough to stand uh, our ground and to defend our position. But transparency is another important one. Mm. Transparency. Our president, South Africa is in the country now. Our president has not been transparent. He's not a transparent person. And uh, because when a person is not transparent, he cannot be trusted with you. Yeah. All right? We have tr transparency and accountability. Okay? Yeah. We have demanded accountability from the president. He was dodgy, dodgy, dodgy. He didn't want to answer questions because he's not accountable. He doesn't mm. want to account to us. So accountability is important in, pro in politics and also trust. People must trust you. If they trust you, they will follow. Now, in African politics, obviously, trust has not been much of a consideration mm. because uh, people have said um, our liberators are the most important people. Regardless of what they do, they are a liberator. If it was not for them, we would not be where we are today. We would not be having those freedoms. That's why even when they steal and they are corrupt, they will still support them. Why? Because they are our fathers of democracy or they are our liberators. Yeah. And that's something that we, I, I cannot agree with. Look at African politics. Look at what has been on the continent. Crooks have been brought back into power. Yeah. They will steal and loot. Next elections, what happens? The same people are bad. Why? Because they are seen as our liberators. Mm. So we want this to change. Yeah. And to say to people, if even if they are your liberators, you don't have to bring back the same people who have been stealing from you, who have been messing up in government. I mean, if you look at what has happened in South Africa, what has the ANC done? They've destroyed everything that they inherited. Okay? Yeah. ESCOM, as an example, I think it was 20, 2000, mm. tw okay, 2010 maybe. ESCOM was, the, was voted in an international co competition. The best... Oh, that was 2001. 2001. Right, yeah. The best uh, power yeah. entity in the world. Okay? It was very reliable. It was very good. We had cheap electricity. Everything was going well. ANC inherited that. They did not maintain that. Ma maintenance is like a foreign thing to them. They don't maintain <laughs> anything. It's easy for them to build. They will build something, but they won't maintain it until it collapses. All right? So I'm saying when a person looks at South Africa, there's nothing positive that the ANC has done to maintain good infrastructure. Mm. They've destroyed everything, our roads. I went to... Um, uh, Germany the first time in 1978 mm. and uh, I was surprised when I compared our freeways with German freeways our freeways were better I I, I, I was surprised we went to London, we went to Britain we went to, Britain, we went to UK and, and to Sweden no no not Sweden, Switzerland mm. and I compared the roads I said South Africa is the best South Africa is the no more, I can't say the same thing today because yeah. that beautiful wonderful, good infrastructure has been destroyed by the ANC. So I'm saying we need to have people who love other people, who love the assets, who love and want to do what people will respect them for. Yeah. Not just that I was in the arms struggle. I mean, that's the only credentials that some of them have. I was in the arms struggle. Yeah. Okay? But we cannot leave and put food on the table because of the credential of being in the arms struggle. Mm. You must be a person who cares for others and uh, who's productive. To build on this, I want to then talk about <clears throat> the issues that we're facing today. So according to you and the ACDP, what are the most important problems and biggest problems maybe South Africa is currently facing? Um, there is an element of I don't care attitude. And corruption, everybody knows about corruption. And lack of caring, I think lack of caring for people is mm. one of the issues that are causing the many negatives that we are seeing today. Mm. So South Africa, obviously, because of corruption, because of I don't care attitude, 
crime becomes a major problem. Mm. Because if people don't care, people steal while you are watching, you don't do anything about it. You don't, you don't care. It has nothing to do with you. And then from stealing, then the small things, they will start stealing bigger things. Then they will start attacking people. It has nothing to do with you. We know there was a time when we grew up in South Africa when a person would be attacked, people would stop and confront the attacker. Mm. Now it has nothing to do with them, they don't care. And uh, when a person uh, is involved in a, an accident, people would rush there to help, to help, to help, to assist. But these days, they don't go to help the injured, they go to help themselves by taking, stealing from those who are injured. Okay? Now, these are the things that we are facing in South Africa. So if we can deal with corruption, we can deal with crime, South Africa, I believe, will be one of the best countries in the world. Because when we have dealt with crime and there's no stealing, there's no corruption, then that would in, in, in attract investors. Mm-hmm. Investors don't want to put their money where it would be stolen, where their money where it would be abused, where they want to invest where they will get good returns. And yeah. I believe that for us to get there, we must deal mainly with corruption and deal also mainly with with, with uh, with their crime and obviously considering the other values. If you bring them on board and you, you to eradicate crime, you eradicate corruption, then South Africa will become a great nation. I agree with you completely there. I think that there is a huge amount of opportunity and potential just waiting to be tapped in, yes. in South Africa. Um, and I was actually uh, last week at the Daily Maverick event, um, the gathering, and during the event, um, there was a panel dedicated to the issue of crime in the country. And I think that you would agree completely with the moderator for the panel, who was Judge Dennis Davis. And he said his opening remarks to the panel were, this is the most important panel of the day, because if we cannot get a handle on crime, then we will be unable to implement any solutions to the other problems we face. So with this in mind, what is the ACDP's plan to get on top of the issue of crime and maybe more specifically the issue of organized crime in this country? ACDP believes in a world that is shunned by other politicians and political parties. Mm. And that word is punishment. We believe people who commit crime must be punished. Mm. They must be taught that crime does not pay. And uh, we have a system now that avoids using the word punch. That is why we used to be called a, po- a police force. South African police were called South African police, and they were using force. Mm. Okay? But now they say, no, no, we don't want to be a force. We want to be a service. Mm. Uh, being a service, you don't use hard punishment you don't use, you just try to rehabilitate people. Now, now I, I, we cannot agree with that. Mm. If criminals don't fear punishment, they're going to do it. Because, yeah. I mean, criminals in South Africa, they dare the police. They dare them. Yeah. Because they don't, they're not scared. And we believe that the ACDP would reintroduce fear of punishment. Now, how are we going to punish them? Obviously, there will be a fair process. Uh, people will be treated with respect. They are arrested with respect. But once they are found guilty, it don't be nice for them. Yeah. And that I would say publicly, and I've said it publicly, it don't be nice for them. And we would not make prisons as comfortable as they are, as a way of punishment. So that people would not want to go there because conditions there are not better than at home. We have heard stories in the media where after a person has served their sentence, they would not want to go back home. Yeah. Why? Because it's nice in prison. It's more comfortable than there at home. And, and I believe it is wrong for government to make conditions in prisons more comfortable than conditions for lower-band citizens. For sure. And an aspect of crime that people are especially aware of um, now is that of public sector corruption, government corruption. 
um, <clears throat> I mean, the people of South Africa have spent more than a decade watching as state-owned enterprises have been turned into cash cows for the people in charge and in response any government institution that maybe had the power to go after those who were committing these crimes were gutted and everything seems to have been turned into a rent extraction machine with no accountability for those involved. And it goes without saying that if we want this country to thrive, as you mentioned as well, we cannot have the situation continue. Um, and so I have a few questions related to corruption. But firstly, what will the ACDP do to deal with public sector corruption? The people that are involved with corruption will talk, start at the top. Mm. What has been happening with, with government is that it is mostly the unknown officials, unknown people uh, in middle management who have been targeted. Mm. Right? And yet those who are at the top who are involved have been spared because of their connections. Now, HDP will not uh, shield anybody mm. from punishment. Um, I, I mean, when one looks at what's happening in South Africa right now with our president, who has allegations against him. Our position is, let's learn from the Europeans, from European uh, politicians. Mm. Um, it's seldom that a, a, a politician in Europe, or even Asia, waits to be told to stop down. Mm. Yeah. Okay? Once they do what they know should not be done, they just start down because they know a leader is not expected to behave that way. Mm. But Africa, unfortunately, is something different. And South Africa, I think, is one of the worst when it comes to shielding leaders, top leaders who are corrupt. And they always find a, a scapegoat. Mm. Always find a scapegoat. A few years ago, I'm sure you, you remember that. Uh, a private plane, a Gupta plane, transporting wedding guests, landed at an airbase mm. until today. And then when they left the air, 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 airport, uh, they were guided and escorted by the police. Yeah. Who was punished for that? Oh, oh, okay. So things like this, people at the top. If it was in Europe, the immigration minister of immigration would have stepped down mm. because those guys landed there. There was no immigration there. They just walked into the country. Yeah. In Europe, a minister would have stepped down, and the police to escort the we the wedding guest, the minister of police. That happening under their nose would have stepped down. But in South Africa, it's allowed. Until today, the Minister of Police has not been given a hiding or charged for allowing that to happen. So ACDP would target at the head. Mm. If the body is corrupt, or the whole body is corrupt, and you only go for the body and you leave the head, you'll not solve the problem. Mm. Because people at the bottom will say, if my leader is allowed to do that, I'm going to take chances. Yeah. That's why even with what President Ramaphosa is doing, an example has to be made. You okay. cannot be allowed to own, to, 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 to have millions of foreign currency in your possession. And people are saying, no, 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 that's a small thing. He did not do any wrong. You can't do that. Yeah. But they, some his supporters want to do that in the country. Fortunately, it's not everybody in the ANC that agrees with that. Some people are saying he must fall in his sword. And we agree with that. <clears throat> and so, alongside that, how does the ACP, deep ACDP ensure accountability from its representatives? Our representatives are told what to do. And they are told, if you don't tell the lie, if you don't do this, there, is going, there are going to be consequences. Mm. A few weeks ago, 
we had a, a situation at Johannesburg Council mm. where voting was going to take place. And uh, we are in a coalition arrangement with some political parties. And we told them we do not want to side with the ANC. Mm. So go there uh, and represent us. Well. A few days, on a Tuesday, voting was going two days before the voting. There were rumors that our councillors were going to vote with the ANC. Mm. So I called them. I called one of them, the leader. I said, this is what I hear. Are you going to vote with us or with the ANC? No, 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 please, then you don't have to worry. I, I know, I know. I will never do that. I will never do that. Two days later, I did that. So what did the ACB do? We fired them. There were two. We fired them. Those are consequences. We fired them. We yeah. fired them. And they threatened to take us to court. We said, fine, you can go to court. Yeah. We are still waiting for, for them for a court challenge. Yeah. But we fired them. So when a person, and the person we fired, some ACDP members were not very happy because he was one of our best workers. Mm. It was not just when he was one of our best workers. And because he knew that he was a good worker, maybe thought because of it, I'll get away with it. He said, no, fire them. Some people were not happy with me. They, they say, oh, no, it's a president. So, no, the man knows. He lied to me. You lied to me. You lied to the organization. Go. So we fired him. And then to, to, to build on this, how will you continue to ensure accountability um, going forward, assuming that uh, the ACDB grows and maybe becomes a part of government in, after the next elections? Um, many of ACDP members are Christians mm. and they are reminded they are reminded that God himself expects them to do right mm. that if they don't do right there will always be consequences there will be punishment for those who break the rules mm. and we will always do that for as long as I live and I'm part of the ACDP that's going to be the case and um, to move then to uh, a different uh, problem issue, but one that is very, very topical for the moment, uh, uh, we're going to talk about the energy problem. So 2022 has been the worst year of load shedding on record. I mean, we have shed more than double the amount of electricity this year than the next closest year in terms of load shedding. And this trend only seems set to get worse going into next year. So, how will the ACDP address the ESCOM problem? Uh, firstly, um, because of our belief in transparency, mm. we will ensure that, um, firstly, people know the scale of the problem. They know that. Mm. And secondly, they know our plans, how to deal with that. And thirdly, we will bring in the best uh, people, skilled people, and not look at the issue of color. Unfortunately, the issue of color has played a major role in the, in the current government. Mm. Okay? Now, the people that made sure that uh, ESCOM was the best power entity in the world would have been brought back. We would bring back the best, regardless mm. of their skin color. Yeah. And unfortunately, that is the problem with the ANC. They will insist, even though a person might not have the experience, they will insist that the, the person who leads the process is, is black. Mm. And, and, and we don't agree with that. We will look at the experience. Mm. We will look at what people have done. What have they have produced. And then take those people, pull them to and say, guys, here's a problem. Look at it and tell us what can you do. We'll get few people and ask them how can you solve this and within what space of time. And I'm sure by doing that, there are many honest people in South Africa. Mm. Some of them who are not politicians, who are just business people, technicians, engineers, and so on, who have the best interests of the country at heart that have not been approached. So we would approach of, okay, this is what you are saying, this is what you are saying, and then, okay, uh, let's debate this matter. 
you are the best in the field, okay? You say this, you say let's debate. Now, that is not done publicly. Mm. That is why even with the issue of, of, uh, of, of COVID, mm. different scientists were saying different things. Yeah. And there are some who did not agree with government narrative, who said, let's go on a public debate. Government would refuse. Yeah. They would refuse. I would say, no, 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 no. Let's hear both sides. Debate while we are all watching. So that people can make their own conclusions. This is the best. This one is better than that one. And we take what we believe is the best, regardless of how they look. For sure. I mean, just to, to make a quick aside on the issue of COVID, what was one of the things that I see that was very jarring to me was to watch as we, as the scientific kind of narrative became devoted to one type of science, and then also the problem became about one single thing. As a, and so we had to shut down not only the country but the economy and now we are seeing the lag effect on the decisions that were taken then as we are the three big ports that we have in the country are the three worst ports in the world right. our service to our, our, um, our ability to ship and export goods is almost non-existent we're, we're seeing the effect on the massive unemployment you're seeing mm. the effect on just a stagnation in people's ability, in people's uh, living standards. It's all, it seems as though we forgot that the way to move forward and to deal with massive crises is to get as many different opinions as possible and to, to, you, to choose what seems to be the best one from them right. as right. opposed to, listen to listening to the one narrative. Right. 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 Um, and then, but then to take us back to the issue of service delivery, um, I want to talk more about the broader service delivery because it's important that we, um, as a country, not only have sufficient electricity provision, but we have all basic infrastructure in place because without that, we won't be able to grow. And so, as you pointed out, it seems as though the maintenance and development of all of our infrastructure has failed. So, what is the ACDP's plan to provide basic services to the South Africans in the most need? So, you know, you, you and I, we aren't desperately in need of these basic services, but if you look around, especially in small rural communities, they are desperately in need. So, what is the real plan to provide to them? You know, because we care for them, mm. and because we love them, that will motivate us. Mm. to give them the best. Okay? Now, resources are being wasted. You'll hear these days that there are no resources. Mm. Where are the resources? They are being stolen. Okay? And people who steal them seem to get away with them. Yeah. And there are trillions of rents that are in people's banks, private banks, in pockets, Maybe even under the mattresses, you know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So so we will ensure that all the money that have been stolen, I promise you will trace every cent. Okay? I know, already know, that we are going to be accused of which uh, which hand. Which hand? No, it's true. If you took what didn't belong to you, it must come back. It does not matter who you are. It does not matter when you took it. If you took what did not belong to you, you must bring it back. Because rather than increase the taxes, let's use these uh, trillions that are in people's pockets and banks and all this stuff to ensure that those who don't have get what they need. Mm. Now, we also... We, we are not very... Uh, keen mm. on this um, people must tender all the time, tender. There are things that people must do. Okay, let me give an example. When we grew up, every city, municipality had qualified technicians. Mm. Every city. Okay? Where I grew up, including Boxburg, where I am now, if a traffic light would go off, would break down or whatever, promise you within three hours it's back on. 
Three hours. Dead on. Really? Yeah. There was not this waiting for three weeks. Yeah. Or three days. Three days actually is, is very little. We used to, we used to, if we see a traffic light, you take a phone, you phone somebody, then they send people there. But now, because of centralization, mm-hmm. something breaks in Boxback, you have to phone, they must get a technician from Springs, and before that one Springs, they will tell you, Brackpan also needs a technician. You know, so we are going to ensure that every municipality has its own qualified people. Mm. Every municipality has engineers, every municipality has uh, plumbers, every municipality has uh, builders. Mm. So that minor projects, you don't tend that. The yeah. department itself, the municipality itself, dispatches yeah. their own people to go and sort out the problem, to go and build what needs to be built. So that is what we we'll do as the ACDP to make sure that every municipality takes care of the needs in their community. When you decentralize, even when you decentralize work, uh, I know that there are schools, there's a community in my area that doesn't have proper toilets. Rather than wait for somebody who's uh, 200 or 500 kilometers away, mm. it is my municipality that must ensure that every school has proper sanitation. Yeah. Okay. And if we do that, I promise you the problems and the challenges we are facing now of excuse me, lack of service delivery will be gone. Because now what we do is we are going to into a tender process. How long is the tender process going to take? Months. Yeah. Okay? And then the one who is going to be ultimately be chosen is the one who has better connections. Not yeah. the one that has the best skills, but the one with better connections. So we want to move away from that. We want to move away from that and empower all municipalities and make sure that the challenges that they have in their community, they themselves deal with them. The people living there, they know the problems in their area, and they are the ones who are financed to do to meet the needs of the government. Must obviously all the taxes that come in make sure that everybody, everybody, every municipality is equipped to do the right thing. Now, if they don't know how to do that, ask the government before us. How do they do it? Because I know Jamestown has its own municipality, Bracton, Boxback, Captain Park, and all the stuff, you know. Yeah. If something broke, they were there. Within a few, few hours, they are there to sort it out. So that's what the ACDP do. This back- backlog, it will be done away with. Why? Because every community, we break these massive thousands and thousands of people on the waiting list. They are subdivided into communities they come from. Yeah, so community empowerment is Community the empowerment is the key... Yeah. And so <clears throat> I'm then going to move us into another what I think might be our biggest challenge, education. Um, and to open this, I want to give you one of the most disheartening statistics from uh, the gathering, which was that of the one million, about one million children who are going to begin their school careers next year, about 40% will have dropped out by the time they reach matric. Furthermore, of that, let's say 600,000 now, only about 20,000 of those who, re- who reach matric will score a C or higher in mathematics. I don't think, I, I can't think of a worse indictment on our current education system than that statistic. That. 0.2% of the people who start school next year will only be able to get a C or higher in maths. So what is the ACDP's plan to fix education and to empower the youth through that? Um, <coughs> discipline is lacking in schools. Mm. There is no discipline. I think one of the mistakes uh, our government made was that because we came from a system of government that was uh, oppressive, mm. uh, where people did not have rights, okay, so we moved from that extreme to another extreme, 
mm. where people just have the right to do anything they want. They can say anything they want to the teacher. Mm. They can do homework if they want to. And if they don't, they don't. And the teacher won't do anything. They can swear the teachers. Now, we did not grow up in that environment. Mm. And uh, we, I, I, I believe that discipline, now, personally, I believe in corporal punishment. And I don't believe correction and abuse are the same. Yeah. I know there are people who are abused. There are parents who abuse their children. There are teachers who abuse students. But you cannot throw the baby with the bathwater. Yeah, for sure. Okay? And that's what this government has done. Thrown the baby with the bathwater. To come from a regiment of discipline to no discipline at all. And uh, so, children, because they are not making any effort to study, are doing badly. And when government sees they are doing badly and they are failing, they drop the standards. Okay? Can you imagine uh, children being allowed to go to the next grade with 30% password? Government has destroyed our education system. We would reverse it. Zimbabwe has better education system than South Africa. Zimbabwe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what we'll do is we'll look at the best. Who's producing the best results? Mm. Okay. Look at who's producing the best results. And say, can we learn from you? Sit down with you. What are you doing that we are not doing? And what should we do to have the same results that you have? Mm. This is what we would do that this government is not doing. There is also a belief in some circles that the more illiterate people are, the better for the government. Mm. Okay? Because people who are illiterate don't ask questions. Yeah. They just believe everything you say. They don't ask questions. And unfortunately, it looks like that's what this government is doing. To keep South African children illiterate so that they will just become voting folder for them for years to come. They just lie to them and tell them, we're going to give you grants. Every month you'll get a grant. Yeah. We are going to revise the situation of just giving children grants. Why? Um, to make children, give them money to make children. If children realize that I'm going to get a check of money for making children, what am I going to do? I want more money. I want more children. Mm. Okay. There is a <coughs> social system that was used in the 80s in America. I don't know whether it's still there. Uh, a theology in America. 1981, 83, 91 and 83. We went there and we came back. We went again. Um, our children were on a social system because we were students. We didn't have jobs. We were students. We would be given vouchers to take to store a store were stores that government were taken to a store to exchange that voucher for food mm. you are never given cash yeah and if that store would misuse that voucher you'd be shut down yeah you'd be shut down no more business now how many stores would do that who would want to risk a voucher, a thousand dollar voucher? Yeah. Cheat on that and your store is closed. When you are you 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 get you make millions. I mean people would not do that. Fear of punishment comes in again. Mm. Alright? Stores would not do that. All those if you are given a voucher for three hundred, for four hundred rand food worth of food and you give more or you cheat and you Use um, you take that and you give less than you know that kind of corruption never existed and I looked at that and the, the food they were giving mm. our children were getting the whole family would would use that food yeah because it was made it was good yeah. it was good it was good it was nutritious but now they just throw money at the children that money goes to hairdressers that money goes to liquor and drugs in some cases because they don't care how that is used. 
They don't care whether the children are getting food or not. They don't care. Okay. So we would definitely revisit and revamp that mm. by ensuring that uh, we don't give money cash. We give vouchers. If we told we want children to live, mm. we want children to be fed, we'll give them food. We'll give them food, and if there's no food at home, there's a way of ben the parents benefiting from the child, not giving them cash, go and buy food, no, 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 give them vouchers where they get discounted food. Mm. So not giving them, not putting in place the incentive to misuse the money that is being given Correct. to empower your children. Money is being misused, mm. money is being misused, and there are children who, who I know, I even have a relative mm. that... The children who are getting, getting social grants, who deserve social grants, the children are not getting a cent. The mother is drinking that money. Mm. So <clears throat> then let's build on this um, issue because the education system has been failing for a very long time, mm. especially the public education yeah. system. So how will the ACDP uh, adequately skill train those who have already been let down by the education system so that they can move away from um, their current circumstances and begin to be socially mobile? You, you know, when we talk about transparency, mm. uh, the country and school children need to know. You show them the difference. You say, look at children in this school. Look where they end. They're doctors, they're scientists, they're all these things. Okay? And for them to get there, this is what we do for them, what their teachers do for them. Do you want this? They say yes. Mm. Okay? We'll do the same for you. We'll take that system and sit. Transparency, when people see for themselves, they will say, but we want that. And they see you doing exactly what you show them. That is done by others. They will say, no, 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 no. we want that. But if they think that they are better than everybody, because South Africans, they portray the image of they are better than everybody else. Mm. No, 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 we are not better, they are better. And th these are the reasons why we say they are better. Make sure that, okay, do you want this? They say yes, okay? Now, yes, the price they pay. Mm. Show them, I saw a video about the children in Japan, primary school children. These children, they have periods, uh, time set aside, where they clean their classrooms. I saw that on the video. They clean. That, that is what we did when we grew up. Yeah. We're cleaning our classrooms. And when it was a discipline, cleaning our classrooms, after cleaning our classrooms, when it's time for study, it's time for study. Mm -hmm. nobody, nobody runs around. It's time for study. So when you show them, look, Japan used to be uh, oppressed. After the war, they used to have nothing. Look where they were and look where they are today. Now, look, let's look at South Africa. Show them our, our informal settlements, okay? Do you want to be here? Yes. Can you help us to be there? Yes. They see it with their eyes and you say, can we do it together? They will agree. Okay. So, so there, are, there are some benefits when people see for themselves. I mean, I was shocked when I saw that. I was shocked and I realized this thing is possible, okay? This thing is possible. Okay. Make comparative studies. Comparative studies and let the children see for themselves the advantage of following the discipline route that these places are for. Uh, we will ask questions. How do you get there? Give an, they give an answer. Tell the children, how did they get there? Ask them. No, they said they did that. that, that. Can you do that, that? Yes. That's a project. Let's go for it. So coupled with the issue of education um, is the issue of youth unemployment in the country, which many describe as a social time bomb, yeah. that eventually the, the disenfranchised youth, will something will explode, and that's when you start to see the nasty um, outcomes. So does the ACDP have a plan to, let's say, disarm the bomb and increase youth absorption into the workforce? Definitely, definitely. One of the important things to absorb youth into the workforce is to ensure that 
jobs are created. Mm -hmm. There are opportunities. Okay? And um, you need to convince investors that there definitely are opportunities and it is safe to invest. Mm -hmm. And when they see it is safe and uh, the youth are disciplined, they would want to. And, and obviously this youth would, will talk to them and show them what is happening on the African continent. Yeah. Do we know that uh, in South Africa, although it's against government, many employers prefer foreign workers from Africa mm. than the locals. Yeah. You know that, right? So we need to ask the question, why are employers preferring them to us? What are they doing that we are not doing? And once they see that and they understand and they want those jobs, you say, no, 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 there's not going to be job reservation. Yeah. No, you're not going to be preferred just because you're South African only. Mm. Okay? Compete against them. Compete. Yeah. Compete. In, in companies, I would put one a, a foreigner to a South African, South African to a foreigner. Okay, here are goals. Mm. Here are targets. Let's see. And then, you know, the win and the winner is the one. To oh, sure, it. sure, sure. And do you believe that the current labor regulations in the country are good for business? Not really. Mm. Not really. Uh, you have people who demand uh, bonuses. If you talk about bonus, for example, what does bonus mean? Who deserves to get the bonus? A bonus should not just be automat automatic for every employee. Yeah. Unfortunately, it is happening. People are giving bonuses because uh, it's end of the year. They need the th 13th check for doing one. You need to do something that will show that you are worthy of that bonus. Sure. That's, that's the first thing. And then secondly, the strikes over small things. I don't think it's fair. If I was an employer, I would not be happy to have workers who are striking all the time. Obviously, I would treat them with respect. Employers also would be told, treat them with respect. Mm -hmm. And if I know I'm treated with respect, I will do my best. Mm -hmm. Unless if I'm spoiled. And if I'm spoiled, I should have the right to change you or to fire you. Yeah. But in South Africa, and right now, it's difficult to get rid of an employer that's not productive. Yeah. And I think we should make it easy. While we, we will guard against abuse, we will at the same time expect people to meet their goals. They will told, these are goals. You want to work here, okay? This is how we work, and these are the goals. Now, are you ready for this? Yes, then go for it. And obviously, if they are going to lie, I must have the right to fire them. Mm. Unfortunately, in South Africa, there are no such rights. So, the the labor laws are not fair. They're too rigid in South Africa. They make it difficult to fight if necessary. Yeah. And I, th I think people should have the right to choose who they want to work with. So one of the, the themes that's kind of coming through to me in your answers is that we people, individuals, need to take more responsibility for their lives Correct. and take Correct. and to realize that the only thing that can actually move them forward is their own hard work Correct. as opposed to relying on people outside people from the outside coming in and saving them and so <clears throat> would you say that that is kind of a, a result then of your of your christian beliefs where the individual empowerment is one of the core values you would be surprised if i tell you that uh, there is a verse in the Bible that says, he who does not want to work must not eat. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> you don't want to work, then no eating. Yeah. You want to eat, then work. The harder you work, the more you'll have to eat. Yeah. You, you see? So, it, it's the, the, what, I, what we glean from scriptures gives us a perspective that can make the country work beautifully. Everybody is a hard worker. The culture of demand will destroy it. Yeah. Will destroy the culture of demand. 
you must not demand anything. Work for it if you want it. Yeah, mm. and relatedly is also one of the one of the very central um, themes that runs through the Bible is the theme of gratitude. You know, and yeah. so to to ask you a question, how do you how would you convince someone who has kind of seen um, has grown up in a township, seen very very little um, progress in their life? How do you convince them that still the best attitude to have is to be grateful because that might that the, the the gratitude you have in your life will eventually pay dividends to you. You know the the, the best thing is to get people who are showing that gratitude and show them where such people end mm. rather than those who are never grateful. Mm. Okay, promotion. If I'm an employer, I would prefer people who are, who are grateful. Yeah. Yeah, who are grateful for the small things? I think the word right in South Africa has been taken out of context. It's my right, it's my right. For me, a job is not a right, it's a privilege. Mm. And if it is a privilege, I must treat it as such. It's a privilege, it's not a right. And, and so my attitude in that job has to be kind and show gratitude and realize that it's a privilege for me to be here and there are other people who could have been here. Rather than to want to strike and to say, I want to guarantee that I'm going to keep this job for the next 30 years. I can't give that kind of thing. I will not do it. Yeah. And I know, I will not do it. And would not want to, to have a country that has such. Yeah. As long as you do well, you are working well, you are meeting your targets, there's no reason why you should, you should be afraid of losing your job. Yeah. Why should you be afraid? When you are doing your job well and you are meeting your targets, every employer would want you to, to keep such employees. Yeah. Yeah. Not the one who just want to demand. Demand. During lunchtime, you see them many times in the street, they are lying down in the sun. Whenever I see that, it makes me, scratches me inside. Mm. To see workers during lunchtime, they just sleep in. In the sun, I don't like that. It doesn't show. It doesn't show um, an attitude of initiative. Mm. Okay, I slept at home. Why should I come in all hours sleep at work? Every opportunity I get, I want to sleep. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's see people who are using their hours well, their breaks well. So many of our people, unfortunately, are not exposed to what's happening. Mm. They're not exposed. And this is what government is failing them with. They don't show them. They cannot compare themselves with others. If they see that others are doing things better than them, that should that would create a motivation in them to want to improve. For sure. Yeah, to create a, so I, I believe in comparative comparing. Mm. People must see where people who are well off are doing to be well off. Mm. And what those who are just like wheelbarrow, <coughs> you carry it where you leave it. It's going to be there until you come to carry it again to the next. Yeah. Be initiative, okay? You are, th this is what you are asked to do. You are done. So, you are done. Is there any uh, anything else I can help to do? Yeah. Okay. Because it makes me look better as a worker. That is the attitude that I have, and that's the attitude I'm going to see in our people. So we'll tell them, guys, look at. How they work, how they produce. Look at us. How many hours are we always just sitting and looking for for four o'clock to come so that we can go home? Yeah. Exactly one minute before four, we are out of the door. Can't do that. Okay. Yeah. If I have to stay uh, ex additional 10, 15, 30 minutes to complete my job to ensure that I did well, I would do that. Okay. Rather than just look for, eh, what time is it? Okay. <laughs> 10 minutes, okay, I already packed with yeah. my computer. We had a, a few years ago a, a Portuguese missionary came to work with us at the church. And after a few days, he said to me, you are very different from us Portuguese. Mm. I said, why? He said, you know, where I come from, we were not allowed, if at all, I knock off at 4 o'clock. I was not allowed to switch off my computer before 4 o'clock. Mm. 
But he said in South Africa, I see, uh, quarter to 15 minutes before, they already sweep, uh, close the computers, they are getting, putting their things together. When he said, four o'clock is out of the door. Yeah. It's the culture. That has to be changed. For sure it has to be changed. So, I want to, to move us to the last um, section of our discussion today, and it's looking forward to 2024 in what must be one of the most important topics, which is coalitions going into the 2024 elections. And it's actually an area that the ACDP has a considerable experience in. Um, and given that it seems certain that the ANC is set to lose its majority. I would like to talk to and explain, just spend a bit of time unpacking the ACDP's experience and what you're thinking about coalitions um, on the national level is. So, firstly, what have you learned from your experiences of coalitions on the local government level? Um, <coughs> values, lack of values in some partners mm. have uh, taken us backwards. They have caused us even to want to stay out of coalitions. Mm. Um, initially, we were, we were not in favor of being part of any coalition. Okay. Where we found ourselves forced to be was when it was either the DA or the ANC leading the coalition. Mm. And the question was, are you going to allow the ANC to continue destroying it? Uh, because with our presence, you can help the DA keep the ANC. Mm. And that is what motivated us in a few occasions. Mm. That it was neck and neck between these two. And our participation was going to make a difference. Even though we were not, sometimes we'd not be happy with some of the coalition partners because they don't keep their word. Mm. You know, we have we have had some people who come to a meeting and say, eh, I want two seats, two MMMC seats, for mm. example. I don't care who gives it. Anyone who gives it, I'll go with you. Who's willing to give me two? Oh, yeah. I look at the other side. So there are no values that are holding these people together. Mm -hmm. And such coalitions have not stood yeah. the test. They have not stood the test. Because if the other one can say, all right, we have increased numbers of coalition, we'll give you three, they leave you and they go the other side. We have seen the bad side of some party leaders mm. in this coalition. Because of lack of principles and values. Mm. So, the AC, we have learned the question, we have learned that not all parties believe in principles. Mm -hmm. Not all parties believe in values. Given a choice, we want to work with those who believe in principles and those who believe in values. Mm -hmm. Now, if we believe in values, our motivation is to help the people and not to get position for ourselves work for the people, to be servants, leaders. Servant leadership is something that the ACDP believes in. Mm. And um, we have seen it work wonders, where we are willing to work with the people. And the people can see, these guys have an interest in us, but these, guy, or these guys have just an interest in their own positions. Mm. Okay? So we want to work with those that want to work for the people and not just for themselves. So, nationally, are we going to be part of any coalition? We will see who is there and what are their plans and whether they are about self-enrichment uh, or whether they are about helping the people. I would be happy if we are not part of any coalition. Mm. I would be happy. But what I don't want to is to lie to that I don't like. I don't like lying to people because we treat them with disrespect. We treat them as voting for them. We treat them as they are nothing. 
they must just advance your position without you doing anything for them. That we don't like. So we are going to look at what are the principles that are going to be uh, that are going to hold this coalition together, mm. and what values that are going to be promoted, and uh, then we make a decision based on that. So I'm going to be very blunt here and ask you directly your opinions on coalitions with the various with various parties. So let's start with the big one. Would you be willing to join a coalition with the ANC up to the next election? <laughs> ANC. I would, I would be foolish. <laughs> I would be foolish. And the DA? The DA, yes, because when we have compared municipalities that are worth the best in the country have been DLA'd. Mm. Yeah, so the DA will be okay. What about the EFF? <laughs> you want an honest opinion? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, one of the, one of the unfortunate things that comes from the EFF, they're bitter. They don't like white people, even if they claim they do. They don't hate whites, but there's nothing they do that shows that. And they are very disrespectful and very arrogant. So there is no way that ACP can go into any uh, coalition with the EFF. Yeah, from what you laid out here. It's mm. literally the exact opposite of the approach that you're trying to have sure. to politics. Sure. Um, and then are there any other parties that you would happily join a coalition with and others that you would be not so happy to? Well, maybe let me not bring others in. Mm. Uh, let me not bring others in. Um, they have disappointed me. Uh, National leadership is one thing, but when one looks at what, how they are voting, uh, even in parliament, you realize, okay, I thought these people uh, treasured the values I treasure, mm. but uh, at the rate they are going, <coughs> it doesn't show them. So maybe let's leave it to these three, these two, definitely not, agency and definitely not. Then let's see what's going to happen after that. But these two are definitely disqualified. Okay. And CMEFF And <clears throat> to end our discussion today as a kind of summary of everything we've been talking about, why should people vote for the ACDP? If people want uh, a party they can trust, a party led by people who care for them, who love and care for them and their needs. A party that would want to serve them. A party that will not steal what belongs to them. A party that doesn't believe, believe in corruption and that will not be involved in any corruption. That party is the ACP. Well, Reverend Michelle, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me today. It has been fascinating to hear your perspectives and it's great to see that you are still bringing that same energy that you seem to always have had to politics and I can only wish you the best of luck going forward. Thank you so much. Thanks Gabriel for coming.